assembled to be in the precinct of parliament and constitute a meeting of the National Assembly for debating purposes only. In addition to the rules of the virtual sittings, the rules of the National Assembly, including the rules of, of debate, apply. Members enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in a sitting of the National Assembly. Members should equally note that anything said in the virtual platform is, is deemed to have been said to the House and may be ruled upon. All members who have logged in shall be considered to be present and are requested to mute their microphones and only unmute when recognized to speak. I repeat, are requested to mute their microphones and only unmute when recognized to speak. This is uh, because the mics are very sensitive and will pick up noise which might disturb the attention of other members. When recognized to speak, please unmute your microphone and connect your video. Members may, may make use of the icons on the bar at the bottom of their screens, which has an option that allows a member to put up his or her hand to raise points of order. The Secretariat will assist in alerting the chairperson to members requesting to speak. When using the virtual system, members are urged to refrain or desist from unnecessary points of order or interjections. Lastly, I wish to remind you that we are meeting in a mini plenary session and therefore any decisions will be taken in a full plenary session of the National Assembly. The only item on the order paper is a motion in the name of the Chief Whip of the Opposition. I now recognize the Honorable Chief Whip of the Opposition from the virtual platform, the Honorable Huarove. Thank you, Chairperson. <clears throat> Chairperson, in 2014, this House established an ad hoc committee that would investigate the allegations of abuse of state resources in the upgrading of the former President Jacob Zuma's private residence in Nganja. In doing so, the committee was able to summon various government ministers and state institutions to answer to the very serious findings of the then public protectors report into the matter. In 2015, the ANC used its numbers in that ad hoc committee to adopt a report that had completely whitewashed and downplayed the abuse of public money. This was subsequently the subject of a constitutional court judgment, which found that parliament had failed to uphold its constitutional obligation of holding the executive to account as it is envisioned in both section 42 and 55 of the constitution. In 2021, the then speaker of the National Assembly, Balega Mbete, admitted to the Zondo Commission of Inquiry that parliament had failed to use its oversight mechanisms to hold government to account for state capture, the looting of billions of rands. She admitted that things were wrong and these and that these were mistakes that should never be signed Modise admitted that Parliament woke up when things were really bad and offered an apology on behalf of the people of South Africa eight years later after the matter seized this Parliament 
Another speaker of the National Assembly, Nosiviwa Mapisa Ngakula, is faced with the very same question of principle. Allegations have been leveled against a sitting president, serious allegations of large monies in foreign currency stored in his home, kidnapping, torture, and the abuse of state resources to conduct covert operations. The very same choice is now before this house. Do we simply turn a blind eye to these allegations because of party politics? Do we shield President Ramaphosa and those cabinet ministers implicated in this alleged crime because of shallow political allegiances? Do we neglect the oath of office we all took to be faithful to the Republic and uphold the constitution in the service of the people of South Africa? Or do we do what is right? It is clear to us that the ANC never learned any lessons from the nine wasted years they like to punt as though this is not the very same people who are sitting on these benches who made those choices. To even bring this matter to the floor of parliament has been a fight. We have seen every attempt to block MPs from doing their jobs, from shutting down accountability. Is it not time to show South Africans that we are capable of putting political differences aside and truly show up for them? Should we not be the people who break the cycle of hollowing out parliament and stand tall in service of the public? And so my challenge to you today is a simple one. The constitution we swore to uphold expects us to interrogate the abuse of state resources. It cannot be under a constitutional democracy that we have a sitting president accused of breaking the law with the aid of state institutions left without answering the key questions we should be asking. While the section 89 inquiry is in the process of being established to end, it will be interrogating whether or not impeachment proceedings should be instituted against the president it does not mean we should not be investigating other state institutions that are implicated in the saga. State security has a case to answer for. SAPS has a case to answer for. The Presidential Protection Unit has a case to answer for. The Department of International Relations has a case to answer for. Various ministers in the security cluster have a case to answer for. The various institutions such as SARS, such as the Reserve Bank, need to enlighten the public about what they know and what was disclosed to them. And none of these questions will be answered in a Section 89 inquiry. These matters can only be responded to through an ad hoc committee that would have the powers to summon all these institutions and interrogate these issues in an open and transparent manner. They can make it determine on the guilt or the innocence of the president, ministers or government officials. All that is asked of you today is to allow parliament to do its work. Chairperson, uh, my video has been switched off. Yes, go ahead. All that is asked of you today all that is asked of you today is to allow Parliament to do its work of determining the facts and testing the serious allegations before us. All that is asked of you today is to not repeat the mistakes of the Fifth Parliament of shielding the executive to account for political expediency. 
All that is asked of you today, members, is to side with the constitution and the people we are meant to serve. This is not some mud-slinging political fight. It is truly about the integrity of the of the institution. When history is written about the Sith Parliament, let it be not one where this house, let it be one where this house found its voice and put party interests aside in order to fulfill our legislative duty. Let it be one of service to the people. Let it be one where there was a clear choice of country over party, of people over politics. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Kwarube. Your video was switched off because you were breaking up. So we're trying to help you uh, with your network. I now recognize Honorable Lisoma, the African Thank National. you. Thank you very much, Honorable House Chair. May I be allowed to switch off my video as well, please? Only ones who have seen you. Okay. That's how it works. Thank, Thank you, you very much, House Chair, if I may then. Thank you. Switch it off. Of course. I'm listening to Lisoma. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Good, uh, a very good morning and uh, fellow South Africans. Today we are being asked in a motion for debate brought by the Democratic Alliance to consider the establishment of the Parliamentary Ad Hoc Committee to investigate a theft and matters related thereto. The DA and its coalition partners would essentially like us to zoop the work undertaken by agencies of the state, specialized and skilled in, in investigating matters of theft and any subsequent breaches of law. It is their task to enforce the law through due processes. Not only that, in this case, the DA-led coalition would like us inverted commas to investigate some who is, is a victim of a crime, not at his primary residence, but at his business premises. It gets even more petty, petty, peculiar. They would like us to investigate a matter which by an enlarged concerns a juristic person. Palapala Wildlife is a separate legal entity. Sitting here, honorable house chair and honorable members, as we speak, none of us know the legal entity which was actually involved in the transition, transition which resulted in the theft. We, we all assume it is Palapala because it happened at the headquarters of Palapala, but we actually do not know unless the DA knows more than what we know. In the event where it attracts any liability of any kind of, it be addressed like any other matter, any entity which liable before the appropriate authority. To show that DA-led coalition has no regard for the rule of law, none of them pose to ask how on earth do we lay criminal charges has been laid against the state president on a matter which concerns a separate legal. What is the rational and legal connection of section 89? Should it be parliament which investigates whether Palapala violated the law? Obviously from where I'm seated, I guess not. Nevertheless, we have agreed to a section 89 of the constitution impeachment process submitted on the 18th of July by the ATM, no doubt sponsored by the DA-led coalition has led, has been agreed by the speaker and in terms of rule 129 has initiated the establishment of an independent panel to conduct preliminary inquiry on the impeachment motion. 
Honorable House Chair, we have all agreed to this process and submitted our preferences on those who would have to serve on the in independent panel and who must, within 30 days of its appointment, conduct and finalize a preliminary assessment relating to the motion proposing a section 194 inquiry to determine whether there is a prima facie evidence that the president committed misconduct. A panel referral does not constitute a parliamentary impeachment process, but an assessment of the supplied evidence by legal and constitutional experts to determine if in terms of the constitution, if evidence is adequate to warrant a further process, which if so, would be section 194 inquiry. We all agreed, Honorable House Chair in Parliament, that this is the best process to establish the facts and evidence, not the hereby say. In addition to Parliament processes, the Hawks, South African Reserve Bank and the Office of the Public Protector are carrying out investigations on the same matter. Despite this DA-led coalition, is not satisfied that we have four institutions investigating the matter, want an ad hoc committee on top piece, the corporate of veil of a juristic person. Our courts have been very reluctant to piece the, co the corrupt veil in civil cases. It would be extraordinary for a corporate veil to get pieced. For purposes of an investigation, it's even questionable if this would be lawful. This yet proves that the DA-led coalition have no sense of what our laws entail. Instead, they are fixed with drama and sensation in an attempt to appear to be relevant. We know that what the DA and its coalition parties will urge will argue in this house and beyond. They will present themselves as paragons of transparency and claim that the ANC does not want to hold the president accountable. That is very far from the truth but they will fail to distinguish between the legal personality of, the, of an entity in which the president is major shareholder in and the president himself as an individual. The author of convenience, they will pledge us into a constitutional crisis and induce parliament to act well out of the, its scope. In the matter of uh, uh, Glanesta vis-a-vis the, uh, uh, the president of South Africa, the Constitutional Court Honorable Members in judgment penned by Judge Langa, the highest court in the land, reminds us that under our, our constitutional democracy, the constitution is the supreme law. It is binding on all branches of government and no less on parliament. When it exercises its legislative authority, parliament must act in accordance with and within the limits of the constitution and the supremacy of the constitution requires that the obligation imposed by it must be fulfilled. Honorable members, this ingenious law, the DA say that the request for an act of committee is not about the president as that is covered in, in, in section 89 impeachment process and his, his involvement in the theft. Rather, the ad hoc committee will focus on departments and other state entities entities presumably involved in the Palapala Salka based. If this is the case, let us have an outdoor committee which will focus on Zondile Mani's former company Afro Worldview and it how 
meticulously purchase a and N7 and fight for liquidation in less than a year. Let us once more establish an ad hoc committee which will focus on Steinhoff and Marcus Juster for his conduct where it is alleged that people have been defrauded to the tune of about 100 million. We cannot do that, why? Because these are allegations. We are not a body allegations are, st- are tested. However, let me walk through the uh, honorable members how previously the ad hoc committees were established. Whenever we have been called upon to establish an ad hoc committee, the ANC has taken a decision based on the facts and evidence in, in matters which primarily concern state-owned enterprises or government departments. Here, the leader of the opposition party wants us to establish an ad hoc committee based on allegations of a private entity. Nevertheless, our standpoint is that due processes and respect thereof is a principle when seeking to establish the facts. Four institutions of the state are involved in this matter, covering all three arms of the state, and we need to receive the information first and all before just acting. In particular, the parliamentary processes, honorable house chair, honorable members, once the panel is finalized within the 30 days of its appointment, finalize a preliminary preliminary assessment relating to the motion proposing section 194 inquiry to determine whether there is a prima facie evidence to show that the president has or has not committed misconduct. If as the DA allege, there are departments or entities who can be proven to have been complacent in covering up the theft, then we have portfolio committees who can make a determination in this regard as part of their oversight responsibilities. In addition, questions to the executive committee can be placed. And this is, the, this is an allegation they have to take note of if it has been made formally to the committees. It is only the DA who believe that the ad hoc committee is not about president. It is about the creating another mechanism working through rumors and the wedge drivers, Oliver Tambo, that warns us in one of the good days when he was still alive. In the context of this honorable chair, of an agreed process in the National Assembly, we do not need an ad hoc committee and the ANC will not support such a motion. We will not be part of the DA coalition attempt to plunge us into a constitutional crisis. I thank you, Honorable Chair. Thank you, Honorable Misoma. I now recognize uh, the leader of the official opposition, Honorable Stianaiza. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, Honorable members, We've all been here before, and almost everybody on this particular call sat in the National Assembly as we contemplated how to hold a sitting president to account. A sitting president who at the time was facing multiple serious allegations of abuse of power and abuse of public funds, and who looked for all the world to be guilty of those allegations. A sitting president who knew he could call on the majority of you to abandon your sworn oaths in order to shield him from the law and from those of us who still respected our oaths of office. A sitting president who knew that Parliament's presiding officers would remember who deployed them there and what that deployment then demanded of them. A sitting president who viewed this House, its members, 
and its oversight duties with complete contempt. Almost all of you were members of this house when that circus played out. And the majority of you were only too happy to play along, deploying your votes again and again in service of Jacob Zuma, his homestead and his handlers. Former speakers of this house had no qualms about abandoning their constitutional duty and serving only the interests of their compromised president. It was all so tacky and so transparent. Everybody knew what was going on, the public, the press, the international community. Everyone knew that a crooked president was using you all for his own protection, like a two-bit mob boss, and you were all only too happy to let him do it. Of course, then came the so-called New Dawn, and along with that, the Tumamina promenade walks and the gushing hagiographies in the media. We've got a string of solemn promises vowing never again. In the wake of the Zonda report, there was apparently much soul-searching and earnest contemplation of all that went wrong in this house and how it was allowed to reach that point. And yet, here we are again, a sitting president who looks for all money to be guilty of a string of offences, but who knows he can count in his caucus and presiding officers to shut down questions, to bat away accountability, and to deny any possibility of oversight through an ad hoc committee. Do you not see this? Can you not see history repeating itself before your eyes? The new Speaker of the House is no different to the old Speaker's. She's failing Parliament in the exact same way that her predecessors failed Parliament. There's simply no truth to her assertion or the assertions of Honourable Lasoma that an ad hoc committee of Parliament is superfluous, since some of its tasks are within the purview of other entities, such as law enforcement. These two processes are not mutually exclusive. In 2016, the DA called for the establishment of an ad hoc committee into state capture, only for it to be shot down by the ANC for the exact same spurious reasons that it was supposedly up to law enforcement and Chapter 9 institutions to investigate rather than Parliament, the same arguments we've just heard. This was, of course, all debunked as complete nonsense. Even President Ramaphosa himself conceded in his Zondo testimony that, and I quote, when you look at it with hindsight, I would say the two would not be mutually exclusive. And if anything, both checks could easily have been followed, unquote. This was then echoed by Justice Zonda when he wrote in his report that, and I quote, leaving it exclusively to other agencies to investigate and, if necessary, to take action regarding these allegations was not, in the Commission's view, consistent with Parliament's constitutional responsibilities, unquote. It's not one or the other. The President must cooperate with both law enforcement and Parliament. Neither is there any legitimacy to the argument that we've just heard that the Section 89 inquiry into the President will perform the same function as an ad hoc committee. That impeachment process only looks at the President's role in the Palapala story. But the rot has spread much further. Aside from the dirty dollars in the couch, we need answers from, amongst others, the State Security Agency, the Finance Portfolio Committee, the Presidential Protection Unit, the Reserve Bank, and the Department of International Relations and Cooperation. None of those answers will come from a Section 89 inquiry. The only body with the power to summon all these people and institutions to testify is an ad hoc committee of this parliament. But rather than take my word for it, I will leave you with one last thought from President Ramaphosa's testimony before the Zondo Commission, where he fully accepted the following proposition, and I quote, where there is information in the public domain, 
which, if true, would implicate a president in conduct which is allegedly unconstitutional, illegal, or improper, the National Assembly is obliged to do what it can. Firstly, to establish whether there's any merit in the allegations, and secondly, if it finds that there is, to take appropriate action. Unquote. Those aren't my words. That's the position of the president himself. Now, given all of these things, the scathing rebuke by Justice Sondo, the solemn promises by members of and presiding officers of the House to do better, and the unambiguous testimony of the president himself, how can anybody still justify blocking the establishment of an ad hoc committee into Palapala? For the sake of our country, for the integrity of our House, and for the people of South Africa, let's for once do the right thing. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable uh, Stian Eisen. I now recognize the EFF from Pilemount. Thank you very much, uh, Chair. Chair, the Community Forum Fighters supports the draft resolution to establish an adult committee. Honorable Mauti, just before you proceed, please, uh, I, I would have read uh, at the beginning that when members are recognized, they, they must unmute and connect their videos. I'd like you to do that. My network is bad, sure. It's gonna disconnect me. Yeah, let's see, let's see first, and then you must be granted that permission. No, it will. I'm telling you, okay, I'm in rural areas. Thank you, Yes. Can I continue? Just connect your video for a second. No, I can't, Shay. I can't connect the video. Why? Why? I'm in an unstable network area, Che. I can't connect the video. It will just He must connect, Chairperson. On a point Everyone of must order, connect the video. No, on a point of order, Chair. Everyone must connect the video, On a chair. point of order, Chair. No. There's no on order there. Honorable Seki and Honorable Modise, I did not recognize or invite you to speak. And on a point of order, Chair. Um, I will recognize your point of order, Honorable Tlanguini. Chair, please don't make your own rules as we go. The Honorable Mauto have stated to you her network is bad. We can even hear it when she's speaking. So if she's going to switch on her video, she's going to get disconnected. I mean, everyone knows her voice by now. You would know that this is Honorable Mauto. A video the for a second, not for the whole time. Honorable no, can I be protected? Can I be protected from this uh, uh, rebels? I'm protecting can you. Can I be protected? Please complete your point of order. Honorable Tseki, you are going to refrain. We have, see, we have even hear it on our side that you can't hear her properly because her network is very bad. Thank I mean, you. IT wouldn't have even accepted her to this platform if she was not Honorable Mautwe. Okay, please, can you allow the Honorable Mautwe to speak? Stop Thank making you. this unnecessary rules when it comes to the EFF, please. Thank I you. beg. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Tanguini, for that uh, point of order. Let me just uh, assist you and, and indicate immediately that your point of order is not sustained. We are in a position to see when a member's network is unstable and bad. And at the same time, this is a rule that applies to everybody. I would have invited Honorable Lesoma to show her video and then granted her to close and continue 
And I'm doing the same with Honorable Maotwe. So there's no inconsistency on this matter. Allow me to preside over this, uh, this mini plenary in line with the rules. And I want to say to members, those that have not recognized to speak, please don't do so. Uh, don't just jump into this. I would, would have indicated you raise your hand or you call your point of order. We're going to stick to that. Uh, I'm now going to proceed and, and recognize Honorable Maotwe to take the platform and speak, switch on a video, and if un, 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 uh, network unstable, close it off and continue with her speech. Honorable Maotwe. Thank you, Chair. Chair, the Economic Freedom Fighters support the draft resolution to establish Honorable an adult Honorable Honorable into Honorable farm theft. We should Honorable be very worried Maudu. that the gains we worked hard for in the fifth Honorable parliament are yes. you are not going to proceed in the way you want to proceed. I've just indicated what you need to do. Chair, I'm not going to show my video. I'm saying I'm in an unstable environment. You want me to be disconnected and not be able to debate this motion? No, that's not fair. I want to debate you who I am. I've been allowed here by IT to speak here. I'll come back to you, Honorable Maute, so that you can reposition yourself. I'll proceed to the next speaker. I'll come back to you. Okay, I can't drive 120 Honorable point of order. To switch on my network. What nonsense is this? Point of order. Honorable point of order, Chair. It's not a nonsense. You refuse to adhere to rules of a session. So the ANC people must just come in and speak as they wish. Honorable Mente, I recognize your point of order. Yes, uh, Chair. Chair, please don't invent new rules of parliament. We have been doing this virtual platform and once people make a plea in the beginning that I, can, I, I cannot be able to switch on my video, however, I will be connected and speak. It's been allowed throughout. There is no rule. There is no rule. None whatsoever, even when we were preparing the rules for virtual sittings, there is no rule that says you are forced to put on a video. For as long as your name, the IT can see your name and can attest that it's you. All of us, we know our voices and we've been allowing people to speak without videos. There's no rule that says people must be forced to. Please, Chair. Thank you, Honorable uh, 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 Mante. A point of order not sustained. Honorable Kalipi, I recognize you, followed by Honorable Singh. Yeah, I think, Chair, you are also doing this deliberately. Honorable Mawotwe is saying to you she, does, she can't switch on her video. And there's no rule that prevents her to do that. Can you just allow her to continue with her speech? You can't be saying that you are going to jump here and allow the next person to speak. It's okay. our slot as EFF to speak here. And there is no rule that also stop her not to speaking because of the video. Please, Chair, don't, uh, don't do this deliberately to EFF. Can you allow her to continue with the speech, please? Thank you, Honorable Kalipi. Uh, uh, I'm going to recognize uh, the last uh, Honorable Singh and Honorable Nesoma, and then we'll proceed. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Chairperson, on a point of order, I want to make an appeal to you that there is no written rule that we've looked at at the Rules Committee that requires a camera to be on. It, it is desirable for that to happen. 
But in this instance, I would like you to consider referring this matter to the subcommittee on rules or the rules committee, but allow the honorable member to proceed in this debate. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Singh. Honorable Soma, your last one. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. You have met a ruling and all of us as honorable members, we know that when the presiding officers made a ruling, there's a route that we need to take, not engaging on the matter. That's one, because I thought Honorable Singh was going to say that in addition to the point that he said it must be referred to the uh, rules committee. I suggest, Chair, you have made a ruling and your ruling must be respected and we proceed. Thank you very much. And you didn't also, Chair, uh, stop Honorable Mauta to speak. You said you will come back to her after she has sorted out and also be able to show the, her face and then switch it off and then continue. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Lisoma. I will recognize uh, Honorable Mauti. I indicated I'll come back to her. I now recognize Honorable Nobo. Honorable Nobo. Uh, yes, I'm coming, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Yes, I uh, South Africans have been left shocked, oh, confounded, angry, and confused no, 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 by no, the Palapala. But the is EFF's lot. It's not IFP no, yet. You can't do that. You can't no, allow EFF to speak here. It's mm -hmm. not your rules that Namasafes out of nothing, Chepesin. Please. Honorable, um, okay, this is this is the EFF slot. You you can't do that. You can't jump me and say I must. So I must drive 120 kilometers from Petrusilian to Rustenburg to get network. You do not recognize your honorable Kalipi and honorable Mautwe. I have. Yeah, can I speak? It's my slot. It's the slot of the EFF. Chair. They've chosen me to speak. Can I speak? You're not yeah. going to skip me. You can't okay. allow this EFF. Honorable, Your schedule in front of you, it says EFF, Chepesin. Please. Honorable, Honorable Mkalipi, I'm not going to repeat that again. I'm, I'm indicating that to you now. I've been asking you to refrain from what you're doing. Honorable Nobo, please take the platform. Chair, Chair. Which, rule, which rule is this that you must on, turn off? Just direct us to the rule. Where? Which rule? Honorable Mauti. Yeah. Chair, Chair. Can you... Uh, at the beginning of this, on a point of yeah. order, honorable uh, Maud, where yourself on a point of order, on a point of order, Chairperson. Yes, you are recognized. Chairperson, firstly, my hand was up, so please recognize the hands as they go up unless you want us to interject when the speakers are on the floor. Chairperson, yeah. we must be led by the rules. We must, not be, we must not be led by your interpretation or your feelings or how you want to conduct this session. The rules, there's nothing in the rules first that states that a person must have their video on for them to speak in parliament. If you cannot produce a rule to substantiate what you want to say in this matter, then it means uh, you are actually misfitting the house and you are chairing this session in a manner that is not conducive to the functioning of parliament. Secondly, Chairperson, this is a very important issue 
um, that I would propose that you allow Honorable Maute to proceed as the other speakers have already proceeded on the matter. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Zungula. Just before I proceed, just to remind you what I would have said at the very beginning. I read to you up on the rules and I'll, I'll read the sentence. When recognized to speak, please unmute your microphone and connect your video. I will, I will take uh, on a point of order. Take this matter up to the subcommittee. On a point of order. On a point of order. And I will continue. I will ask Honorable Mauto. Point of order. Honorable Mauto, please take the platform. Honorable Chair, the Deputy President wanted to speak. Please recognize him. I speak. I'm May I request that you recognize the Deputy President of the EF? Honorable Mauto, I'm not the Deputy President of Parliament. Honorable Mauto, I'm recognizing you to speak. You can proceed as long as you are not prevented from speaking. You okay. No, thank you very much, Deputy President, for your protection. Uh, the EFF supports the draft resolution to establish an ad hoc committee to conduct an inquiry into Palapala Farm game theft. We should be very worried that the games we worked hard for in the fifth parliament are being destroyed. When the EFF arrived in parliament, we found people sleeping, eating sandwiches, playing games on their phones, and having a good time while the corrupt and incompetent ruling party did its, did its thing. When the EFF arrived in Parliament House Chair, we found a parliament that was taking instructions from Lutuli House without a voice or independence, failing to carry out its constitutional mandate to legislate, hold the executive accountable, and play an oversight role in society. When the EFF got to Parliament, we found that the findings of Chapter 9 constitutional institutions, which were meant to make our democracy stronger, were being undermined. A parliament that was willing to ignore the findings and remedial actions directed by the public protector. But we fought and we succeeded as the EFF. We had to fight as the EFF all the way to the constitutional court. It was because of the EFF that parliament was a true representative of our people and will continue to fight against any reactionary, narrow and misguided partisan attitude. If they think they're going to sweep the Palapala saga under the carpet, we want, to to, we want them to listen carefully. We're going to deal with Ramadollahs and we will deal with him thoroughly and decisively. It is a matter of time because we know Mr. Ramposa's time is coming to an end very soon. We need parliament to do its work, represent our people and represent them without fear or favor. We need the ad hoc committee to ask ourselves, after the 90, 60 million rents that was hidden under the mattress was stolen, why was there no case of burglary and theft opened with the police station? We want to know when Master Ramaphosa instructed state officials in the police and state intelligence to torture a domestic worker, who was involved? We want to know when senior officials of the South African police services, including the now national commissioner, who was rewarded for abuse of state resources, which rule or law did they follow? We want to know as the EFF House Chairperson, what was the role of the crime intelligence division of the South African police services in the Palapala saga? We want to know, and the people of South Africa wants to know, when senior police officers met with their Namibian counterparty, no man's land, on what case number were they working on? What was the role of the Deputy Minister of State Security who authorized the use of the police helicopter? We also want to know why the South African Reserve Bank failed to deal with 60 million rands in US dollars that entered the country without the necessary declaration. There seems to be confusion, Chair, about the role of an ad hoc committee and the Section 89 committee that is going to impeach Mr. Ramaphosa. We know that this is confusion meant to mislead our people. There is no confusion and there is no duplication. The ad hoc committee is going to deal with various issues that cut across different government departments 
including the failure of the Reserve Bank, the Financial Intelligence Center, and many other departments that got involved in a cover-up. The Section 89 inquiry will deal with separate matters, and we'll get to that when the time comes. Let's allow the panel to do its work. We want a panel that is independent and does not have Mr. Ramaphosa praise singers. The speaker promised to inform the nation about the final independent panel on and we are still waiting. For now, let's allow the establishment possible time to report back at a great time to avoid any further delays. The work of the other community must start without any further delays. One question responses, then 21 questions and the answers. I thank you, Chair. We supported the motion to have the Section 89 committee established. I thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Mautwe. I now recognize Honorable Nobo. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, South Africans have been left shocked, confounded, angry, and confused by the Palapala incident. Many are asking themselves the elusive question, why? Why did the president of the country have such a large amount of money in cash in his possession? Why was the theft not reported? There are more unanswered questions surrounding the matter then answered Chaperson. Uh, uh, the president who is the heart of this, in the heart of this controversy has yet to fully account to the citizens of South Africa. Transparency and accountability by the head of state is of paramount importance. The president further swore in his oath of office to obey, observe, uphold, and maintain the constitution and all the other laws of the Republic. If South Africa, if South Africa's first citizen deem himself unaccountable, what type of example does this set for South Africa, this country, the continent, and the world? The president's actions thus far have not been aligned with the expectations of the office he holds. One such example was when the public protector, a constitutionally mandated chapter nine institution, approached the president with official questions around the Palapala issue, having been tasked with investigating the matter. The president missed the deadline to respond. It took a threat of a subpoena to elicit the written responses from the president. More recently, the president refused to answer the parliamentary questions related to the Palapala game farm theft. These actions are not in keeping with the ethical requirements of his office. The president, as the first citizen and the head of executive arm of government, more than any other South African, can, has a responsibility to lead by example, particularly in matters relating to upholding and respecting the rule of law. This is not a man leading from the front setting an example for his fellow South Africans. Palapala has been shrouded in secrecy with details emerging only as the story evolves. It's, parliament, it's, it's parliament's duty to hold the executive to account. Therefore, we as members of parliament must be steadfast in performing our duties, including the establishment of an ad hoc committee to investigate this matter. South Africans must be confident that they can place their trust in parliament to hold the executive to account, particularly following the erosion of trust 
that occurred over after the last decade, largely due to state capture. If conducted correctly with no third party interference, this ad hoc committee will serve to strengthen transparency and restore trust in parliament. Openness and accountability on the part of the executive are essential elements for successful South Africa. In conclusion, we reiterate and remind the president of his first state of national address when he stated that South Africa is entering a new dawn. We ask him to consider his actions to take people of South Africa into his confidence and to ensure that this new dawn is one of transparency, accountable, accountability, and justice. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Nobo. Before I proceed to the next speaker, I see, I saw your hand, Honorable Khadebe. Oh, the, the member is off the platform because I was going to raise a point of order that what is it which we are discussing? We are discussing the merits of the case of the land or the establishment of the ad hoc committee. But the member is now off the platform. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Because Honorable. the agenda was the issue of the establishment of the ad hoc committee. Thank you, Honorable Khadebe. Um, Honorable uh, Vessels of the FF Plus, you are recognized. Thank you, House Chairperson. House Chair, in 2009, the South African intelligence agencies concluded that the Gupta family poses a serious national threat. On the 30th of April 2010, the Mail and Guardian reported on allegations of the government's irregular involvement in the Gupta newspaper, The New Age. On the 2nd of March 2011, it was already highlighted that the Guptas were being rewarded for their support of Zuma politically and financially. On the 7th of March 2011, the Honorable Gwedi Mantashi dismissed criticism of the Guptas as racial prejudice. In April 2013, the Gupta family used the Vatakluf Air Force Base to land charter planes. During a debate, Chairperson, in this house on the Vatakluf landing on the 22nd of May 2013, the Honorable Jeff Khadebe said, we have become used to opposition parties reaching a verdict while lacking any of the facts. He dismissed the allegations of abuse of power. This Honorable Chairperson reminds of the Honorable Lesoma during this debate. This reminds of the current allegations that we are said to ignore. This Parliament, Chairperson, the majority party in particular, ignored allegations of state capture, failed to hold the executive to account and failed to prevent billions of taxpayers' money being stolen and state-owned entities being destroyed. History never repeats itself, but man always does. That is a cliche, but the ANC in this house keeps it relevant. Parliament's oversight and accountability model states, accountability is the hallmark of modern democratic governance. Democracy remains cliché if those in power cannot be held accountable. The inquiry into state capture report clearly indicates how Parliament failed to fulfill its oversight role. And now we once again failing. 
die achtbare lesoma wil he dat ons weer een blinde oog moet draaien voor die ernstige bewerings wat gemaakt wordt. Die ANC, achtbare voorzitter, heeft van hier die parlement een rubberstempel gemaakt. Die ANC laat toe dat die uitvoerende gezag die parlement voorzet. Wanneer daar ernstige aantijgings van machtsmisbruik en die betrokkenheid van verschillende regeringsdepartementen bij die ongerijmdheden van Palapala is, moet hier die parlement dit onderzoek en moet die uitvoerende gezag aansprekelijk gehouden worden. Allegations of state capture were dismissed as only being allegations. And once again, the Honorable de Soma now wants to say it's only allegations. And that is why we shouldn't establish an ad hoc committee. That's why we shouldn't investigate. That is why this parliament shouldn't fulfill its role of oversight. You are repeating history. You are once again going to say sorry to the nation for not preventing and not acting when there were allegations made and let us again learn from what happened as early as 2009 when the first allegations of Gupta state capture were made and it was ignored by the ANC. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Vessels. I now recognize the ACDP, Honorable Mishwe. Thank you, House Chairperson. Right from the outset, I wish to categorically state that the ACDP supports the recommendation for the establishment of an ad hoc committee on what has become known as the Palapala scandal or dollar gate. It must be remembered that the ACDP represented by Honorable Steve Swan was part of the multi-party ad hoc committee that investigated the Nkandla scandal. Names, faces, and places may have changed, but the fundamental principle remains. This fundamental principle is underscored by universal prescripts or tenets of law and upheld by democracies and freedom-loving societies across the globe. The principle is everyone is equal before the law. Our own constitution, the chapter two bill of rights, section 9-1 states that everyone is equal before the law and has the right to equal protection and benefit of the Lord of God. May I remind this house that the president is not outside of everyone and the entire nation is watching closely to see how we as members of parliament hold the president to account. The ACDP calls on every member of parliament to uphold their oath of office and to be reminded of their constitutional mandate found in section 55 of the constitution, subsection 2A and B, which states, the National Assembly must provide for mechanisms A, to ensure that all executive organs of state in the national sphere of government are accountable to it, and B, to maintain oversight of B1, the exercise of national executive authority, including the implementation of legislation. And B2, any organ of state. President Ramaphosa has a case to answer and he must answer to the National Assembly. The ACDP was vocal 
principled and critical of former President Jacob Zuma's involvement in the Nkandla and state capture saga. It would be hypocritical of us if we do otherwise with Mr. Ramaphosa. The president must lead by example. He's not above the law. He must give answers to members of parliament and to the nation. How did that money, foreign currency, end in and on his farm without the police being informed? Thank you, Jefferson. Thank you, Honorable Mishwe. I now recognize the UDM, Honorable Ngwangwa. Honorable Nabayom Zungwangwa of the UDM. I proceed. I now recognize the ATM, Honorable Mahau. Thank you very much, Chairperson. The Section 89 Independent Panel will indeed confirm the following irrefutable and unconstitutional violation. So there will be two different terms of reference for the committees, for the two committees. One, under Section 89 Independent Panel, Mr. Ramaphosa violated Section 96, Subsection 2A of the Constitution, in that he undertook paid work. He even acknowledged his customers during the provincial conference of the ANC in Limpombo. On the 18th of June this year, he was in his Palapala farm auctioning Angolese. Mr. Ramaphosa violated section 96 subsection 2E of the Constitution in that he exposed himself to a situation involving the risk of a conflict between his official responsibilities and private interests. He did this by issuing an unlawful instruction to his bodyguard, General That's a pause, Honorable Makao. Please take a pause. I, I see a hand. Let me recognize Honorable Fodeme. Th th thank you, Chairperson. Uh, the member continuously refers to the President of the Republic. And then this is not a substantive motion on the conduct of the President. It is a, a motion on the establishment of the ad hoc committee. There must be a separation between the two chairs. So he can, she cannot claim as a matter of fact that the President has violated one, two, three, four without a substantive motion. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Honorable uh, Khadebe. Uh, Honorable Mahau. Chairperson, uh, I'm clear here. Yes, I, I have no confusion on what yes. I'm saying. I'm yes. trying to, to separate the two committees, the need for an ad hoc committee vis-a-vis -vis Section 89 committees. So I'm not confused here. I'm yes. trying to explain that. Thank you. Mr. Ramaphosa violated uh, Section 92 subsection B of the Constitution in that he exposed himself to a situation involving the risk of uh, official responsibilities and private interest. He did this by issuing an unlawful instruction to his bodyguard, General Rudi, to investigate the backlary in his private property, Palapala Farm, instead of instructing him to open a case with the police. There is still no case number, which is another violation. What we are saying as African Transformation Movement, Chairperson, ATM supports the establishment of the ad hoc committee so that the side visit to Palapala Farm can be undertaken. Also to summon all the agencies that have been seized with investigating in the particular criminal activities so that all the allegations, including money laundering, kidnapping, 
foreign exchange violence, torturing of women, illegal border crossing, abuse of police clever, etc., can finally be confirmed. We fully support the establishment of a committee. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Mahao. I've been made aware that Honorable Nkwangwa is not on the platform. I proceed to recognize good, Honorable Heron. Uh, thank you, House Chair. Chair, the fog of legitimate unanswered questions relating to the breach and security at the President's farm and theft of piles of cash has enormous destructive power. Brushing the questions aside as being part of the politics of the day thickens the fog instead of clearing it. We repeat our call on the President to urgently take South Africans into his confidence by providing coherent explanations for the vast sums of cash kept at his farm and why, when the money was stolen, the theft wasn't reported through normal police channels. By offering a credible explanation, the President would defend his own integrity and that of the country and materially contribute to breaking the toxic cycle of allegations of criminality being weaponized by politicians and media. These are serious allegations and they require serious responses. By refusing to provide answers, the president creates space for political opportunism at a time the country can least afford it. It is very difficult, Chair, to take this motion seriously, given that the allegations are already the subject of unprecedented scrutiny. The Hawks are conducting a criminal investigation. IPED is investigating allegations of unlawful police involvement in covering up the crime. There's a newly appointed Inspector General of Intelligence for Intelligence involvement in the matter, which the Executive Ethics Act and Code is probing whether there's been any contraventions of our exchange control regulations. And as we know, Parliament is already dealing with a motion that the President has breached Section 89 of the Constitution and should be impeached. Yes, we'd like these processes to hurry up, but what we don't need is another highly politicized special committee that is not conceived to serve the cause of justice, but rather to enable a renewed feeding frenzy by opposition politicians, both inside and outside the ruling party. Mature politicians who respect and promote the rule of law and are committed to due process should approach matters of such significance with the, as, as this is with sobriety. Frivolous motions designed to attract publicity are not mature or helpful. What's at stake is of far too much consequence to be reduced to a political plaything. Parliament must deal with evidence of wrongdoing if there is any, when those who are constitutionally mandated to, mandated to conduct such investigations have done their work. That is our job. Until then, it is our duty to monitor the ongoing processes to ensure that they, they proceed without fear or favor. The extent of the investigations already underway differentiate the current allegations from the state capture and in Kandler cases, some of the members rely on to motivate for another committee. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Aaron. I now recognize uh, the NFP. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Allow me to raise my concern, Chairperson. Yes, indeed, uh, what we are attempting to do is to put a, a, a committee in place to look into what has actually happened in the Pala Pala farm scandal, if that's what we can actually call it. Now, yes, indeed, uh, we do agree as the NFP that there are various processes currently in place by law enforcement agencies 
But I think the nation as a whole, Chairperson, is getting a bit impatient and frustrated that this particular investigation is taking a long time. And more importantly, they are suspicious that there, ha- there must be or could be some level of interference as a result of which, you know, we are not getting enough information. Now, Arthur Fraser, yes, indeed, some may raise concerns about his credibility, but what is, there's no doubt about is that what he's raised in this case did actually take place. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And there are lots and lots of questions, Chairperson, that remain unanswered. The amount of foreign exchange that was there, how did it come into the country, who brought it in, what did they buy, when did it go out, why was there, you know, is some, and there are allegations about the Namibian president and there's been contact, the use of intelligence funds to, to, to pay for security on the premises. So there's a whole lot of serious allegations that are being made. And I think this inquiry might give the president an opportunity to come clean and be able to, to, to put this matter to rest once and for all. You know, had the, the, the law enforcement agencies, you know, provided some level of, 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 of satisfaction to the masses in this country and internationally, I don't think there would have been a need for this, uh, this inquiry. But I think it would be in the interest of the president in the country as a whole and to protect our image and reputation internationally that perhaps let's have this inquiry and let the, the, the president come there and explain exactly what has happened and, 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 and perhaps you know, set the record straight. I think it'll help him, it'll help the country, it'll help the nation uh, as a whole. So the National Freedom Party will support uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, appointment or, or putting together a Section 989 inquiry in this matter. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Honorable Sheikh Imam. Accept that the motion is about the ad hoc committee today. Thank you. I now recognize Honorable Verna Horn. Thank you, Chair. The Constitution determines that the first and primary responsibility of the President as our head of state and the executive is simply this to uphold, defend, and respect the Constitution as the supreme law of the Republic must therefore follow that Parliament, in holding the President to account, must firstly monitor, as robustly as is necessary, whether the President upholds the Constitution and the law. But Parliament can also never escape from the duty we have to ask the difficult questions to all involved in the type of mess we are discussing. The Honourable Heron says members of Parliament are not sober enough to consider this properly. Chair, let me say this to him and, and, and all other members who feel they're not up to the task. They can step aside. Honourable members, Chairperson, also consider this. The official oversight and accountability model of Parliament clearly states that in the event of transversal issues, which we clearly have here, an ADOC committee is the most suitable oversight and accountability vehicle. Not surprisingly, Chair, some argue that setting up an ADOC committee now would be excessive and unnecessary given the appointment of the Section 89 panel of experts. But apart from the limited scope and the sole focus on the president, which this process has, this Section 89 process is exactly the type of process that will be primarily dependent on findings of fact and law already made by other institutions, the type of findings of which there is really nothing to speak of yet. Chair, the leader of the opposition has convincingly argued, specifically on the basis of the well-considered guidance given to Parliament in the Zondo report, 
that we may not, under any circumstances, even consider delaying our own investigation to await the outcome of other investigations. Of course, we've already seen and heard the president in this house refusing to answer questions on this issue, clearly expecting of us to do just that, to delay until it suits you. Honorable members, and specifically the speaker and presiding officers of this house, let us remind you of the constitutionally enshrined privilege that members of parliament and of the executive enjoy, determining that they could never, never face criminal proceedings, arrest, imprisonment, or damages for anything that they say, produce, or submit during proceedings of parliament. A double-edged sword, which makes it clear that there is simply no basis on which the president should be allowed to not answer any questions posed to him in parliament. And chair, there are so many questions. Questions like, what happened to the announcement in 2014 when the president assumed office as deputy president that business interests like the one the president has in Palapala was to be placed in a so-called blind trust managed by independent professionals and that he would not be giving any instructions regarding the management of these interests? All to best protect the president against allegations that he, through his businesses, may fail to uphold the law. How did it then happen that the president seemingly became or stayed involved in the day-to-day -day operations of Palapala? A fact not only indicated by the scant information we have on the theft, but also by the fact that, that Mr. Ramaphosa used the presidency and its website in November 2020 to refute allegations then made against Palapala by Peter about trophy hunting. Involvement, which now is the consequence that he could probably be blamed for the apparent breach of the exchange control regulations, which requires prior permission to receive payment in foreign currency and requires foreign currency to be declared and sold to an accredited dealer within 30 days of receipt. Also, was the failure to adhere to exchange control rules and the breaking and theft reported to the relevant authorities? If so, when? What have they done since then? And if not, why not? Did the president allow his protection unit to embark on an investigation and manhunt aimed at apprehending the perpetrators? And if this was done without his knowledge, what did he do when he learned of these abuses? Were former members of staff at Palapala paid to secure their silence on the event? And if so, who took the decision to do so? Was the president aware and involved? And if not, what did he do when he became aware of this? Did the president discuss this matter with his Namibian counterpart at the time with a request that the matter and any assistance given by Namibia be treated confidentially. Is 15 months really the standard time it takes the Department of Justice to determine that a request for mutual legal assistance does not meet the required standards, as was the case when dealing with the request from Namibia on this matter? Is the NPA and its special investigative unit guiding the belated investigation into this matter by the Hawks? If not, why not? Given that everything known about this matter screams out that this is the type of case that must be carefully investigated and guided. Chair, we implore all members who are serious about their office to support this proposal so that we can get answers to these questions. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Hon. I now recognize the African National Congress, Honorable Sakhum Zisomio. Well, uh, thank you very much, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. The African National Congress has received an electoral mandate to lead the Republic of South Africa. In responding to this mandate and vote of confidence by the people, we seek to affirm the fact that the vote that has taken us through seeks to recognize our role and the mission we undertook 
for liberation and our utterance to justice. The adoption of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa laid a foundation for a democratic South Africa in which government is based on the will of the people and every citizen is equally protected by law. The President of the Republic of South Africa is the head of state and is duty bound to uphold, defend, and respect the Constitution as the supreme law of the Republic. For this reason, the President, in his first public statement on the theft at Palapala Farm, said the following The President, President Ramaphosa, stands ready to cooperate with any law enforcement investigation of these matters, a close quote. The president and various members of the executive have been cooperating with all investigations while others are undertaking investigations from the police, the Reserve Bank, and other competent agencies. Therefore, there is no cover-up on the matter as reports will be tabled. These honorable members are consistent with the ANC's position on accountability and ensuring that when allegations are raised against any leader of the ANC, the due process by competent institutions of the state in the three arms of the state based on the nature of the matter is central to testing the veracity of allegations raised. At this level of the state, our parliament needs to keep to the dictates of due process and evidence that rely on media reports, which are not necessarily affirm that position. The principle of facts and evidence is the only credible way of responding to the Palapala matter. As this matter has been triggered by the case the law enforcement agencies are investigating. The DA's motion, which the speaker has already refused, has no compelling grounds to warrant an ad hoc committee. The parliamentary panel appointed by the speaker will recommend to the National Assembly, based on the merits and demerits of the actual primary matter, which is the source of the motion and appropriate intervention by the National Assembly will follow. Matters surrounding the theft and the various allegations on the role of other government departments are matters that are part of the operations of the different departments and are not of a strategic nature, such that an ad hoc committee has to be established to respond to allegations raised, which require investigations by law enforcement agencies. These honorable members are so because Allegations are an innate part of execution of executive authority. Executive authority uh, is politically contested, but what becomes objective and of substance is the evidence of allegations raised. A comprehensive approach to scrutinizing executive authority and oversight is through the portfolio committees which have a primary focus on the specific department, which is in line with the speaker's decision on the DA's request for an ad hoc committee. The DA disregards the speaker's decision and seeks to review it through a debate. 
This debate is a blatant abuse of the rules of this house. And honorable members, this motion is nothing else than an attempt to project the president as avoiding accountability. Yet the matter relating to the theft is being investigated by all competent institutions, including this, our institution, our parliament. The attempts to claim that the parliamentary it seeks to focus on has no bearing on the process of the independent panel and is not linked to the work of state institutions is the lowest level of comprehension of the interconnectedness of the matter. The DA and the EFF have asked questions on various executive uh, issues and accountability should continue at that level. The leader of the DA is on record saying that the DA will pursue all means to ensure accountability, but what the leader of the opposition will not tell the people of South Africa is that the ANC has welcomed the establishment of the independent panel to test the allegations, which, will, which the outcomes will premise the response of parliament on the matter. So the fact that there's nothing happening in parliament currently is a lie. The EFF, through its member, asked the Minister of Police a question on the 31st of August 2021 on the involvement of crime intelligence, which the minister responded and further affirmed that no resources of the crime intelligence were used as alleged in relation to theft at Palapala Farm. But the matter is currently under investigation. The Minister of Justice and Correctional Services responded to questions by another member of the EFF, which he responded to the question related to the matter and he stated as follows, I quote, the National Prosecuting Authority, the NPA, has not yet initiate, initiated criminal prosecutions against any persons allegedly involved in the theft committed at the Palapala Game Park, as the criminal investigations in respect of the allegations are still underway, I close quote. The ANC will ensure that we follow due process to ventilate the allegations, but as a governing party, we have a duty which the opposition does not have, the constitutional mandate of governing and ensuring stability through evidence-based decision-making, which is fundamental to responding to problems in a systematic manner. And in the words of President, in his response to the question by the Democratic Alliance on this matter, he stated, I quote, those who are dealing with these matters have said it, have said it is important that we give them time, space to deal with all the aspects of this matter, close quote. The ANC will play its oversight role on the matter. And as we stated in our caucus statement, on the game farm theft. This motion is a rushed attempt to preempt proper investigations and to try and achieve political power through the back door. We do not support this motion with the contempt it deserves. process. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair.
Nkosi Honorable Somio. I now recognize the African Independent Congress, Honorable Jafta. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Uh, I think, Honorable Chair, we must set the tone from the onset and strongly argue that constituting ad hoc committees in terms of Rule 253, specifically Part 15 of the National Assembly Rule, is a matter that cannot be taken lightly. It requires an approach that is sober, mindful of existing accountability tools at the disposal of parliament. Precisely because the work of parliament is important, proposals for ad hoc committees can be invoked sensibly only when parliament has shut down the door on other similar processes designed to hold the executive accountable. The conclusion that the National Assembly through the Speaker must undermine the role of the role of question and answer session, oral and written replies, a motion of no confidence session, or even the impeachment process is wrong and was correctly rebuked by the Constitutional Court in the case, in the EFF case. Honorable members, Instead of debating matters of national public importance or constituting committees to serve the public, we have seen mounting cases of motions to establish ad hoc committees. This approach does not advance the best interest of ordinary South Africans. Good governance and public interest is not served by narrow and agenda-driven motions, which are not related to promoting the socioeconomic conditions of the people. It is our contention that, I quote, for, for the enhancement of the effectiveness and efficiency of its constitutional obligation to hold the executive accountable, close quote, parliament has its disposal a variety of accountability negating tools. Honorable Chair, precisely because parliament has the sole power to regulate its own affairs in terms of the constitution, there is nothing that stands in its way to adopt any oversight mechanism it prefers. Indeed, the National Assembly must be left to enjoy its constitutional guaranteed functional independence to determine its own procedures and processes. And it will be unfair to undermine any oversight mechanism preferred by parliament, unless it can be shown that is less effective in achieving accountability. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Jafta. I now recognize COPE. COPE. I recognize the PAC. PAC. And now recognize the African National Congress. Honorable Chair, support okay. the establishment of the Honorable Nyonzo, you are recognized. The PAC supports the establishment of the Ad Hoc Committee, Honorable Chair, and thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Nyonzo. I now recognize the African National Congress, Honorable Cyril Kaba. And also to just indicate that Honorable Somio would have saved two minutes. So if you need that is added to you, Honorable Kaba.
Please proceed. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, thank you very much for, for the two minutes uh, adding to my allocated time. When we're dealing with a matter like this, uh, we should be guided by the principles of law and facts. Our democratic system is premised on the constitution, which is a supreme law of the land. Chapter two of the constitution under the Bill of Rights provides in section nine on equality that I quote, everyone is equal before the law and has a right to equal protection and benefit of the law close quote. This principle of equality before the law and the protection and the, and the benefit of the law equally applies to the president. So when we deal with this matter, it is important that we should allow the law to take its course and that we respect, we respect the constitutional right of the president. As legislators, the lawmakers who took the oath or solemn of affirmation amongst other things that open court, we will obey, respect and uphold the constitution and all other law of the Republic close code. It is us as members of parliament who must lead and encourage the nation to obey, respect and uphold the constitution and uh, other law of the Republic. Therefore, this requires that at all material times, uh, we should be consistent in upholding this oath or solemn uh, aff affirmation. We cannot and must not be party to any view that seek to justify the president, to, sorry, to subject the president to a different uh, treatment in law. As we said, this matter requires reference to law and facts as opposed to what we wish to be the desired outcome. The facts are that a burglary is confirmed to have happened at the president's farm and that a case of money laundering, uh, defeating the ends of justice and kidnapping has been opened at the Rosebank police station. Again, the fact is that the South African Reserve Bank's financial surveillance department is probing allegations related to the matter of foreign exchange trans transactions related to the burglary at the president's farm. The fact is that when this matter of the allegations of break-in and theft at the president's farm was brought before the, the law enforcement agencies, the president released a press statement on the 2nd of June, 2022, that open code President Ramaphosa stands ready to cooperate with any law enforcement investigation of these matters, close quote. This is a principled stance by the president and is consistent with the oath of, with the oath of affirmation he took as the president of the Republic. So the oath of office and affirmation he took as the president of the Republic, that he will obey, observe, uphold, and maintain the constitution and all other law of the Republic. The fact is that the public protector is investigating the theft that took place at the president's game farm. 
And the spokesperson of the public protector is on record, having said that, I quote, the constitution prohibits any interference with the functioning of the institution. The public protector of South Africa, therefore, view on the institution to publish the evidence in question while the investigation is underway as constituting the interference um, um, uh, contemplated in the constitution and calls upon them to desist from such conduct, a uh, close quote. Therefore, as lawmakers, we expected to ensure that the concern raised by the public protector about undue pressure and interference in the work of the public protector is condemned as it falls outside our constitution and the law. It is also a fact, Chair, that the Extending Committee on Intelligence has investigated certain allegations pertaining to the alleged involvement of the Deputy Minister responsible for state security, as well as the alleged abuse of state secret crime uh, intelligence fund. These allegations were dismissed as rumors. The committee, the Johnson the Committee on Intelligence found that there was, there was, open quote, no independently verifiable information to support the allegations, the allegations, close quote. As the ANC, we understand that parliament from time to time will establish at the committee to deal with critical matters of oversight. However, this depends on the facts and is dealt with on a case by case basis. Parliament has a history of establishing other committees, and it will continue to establish other committees when circumstances allow. The case of the other committee on the natural on natural disasters in KwaZulu-Natal, Eastern Cape and Northwest provinces is a case in point. The fifth parliament established other committees to deal with the challenges of SAPC, ESCOM, but not as the first port of call uh, honorable chair, I repeat, not as the first port of call. Parliament through then, Parliament then through its portfolio committees undertook inquiries as part of its oversight and evidence emerged and justified the establishment of an audio committee with specific terms of reference. In this case uh, of the burglary at the president uh, uh, farm, Parliament does not have facts Consistent with the practice, the ANC takes a view that parliament must allow the process to ventilate fully so that facts are fully established by the agencies with the necessary capacity and the process that the speaker has initiated following uh, the impeachment uh, motion by the ATM. The speaker, after consultation with the party leaders, has established a panel of experts which will conduct a preliminary uh, inquiry into whether, in fact, to whether, in fact, there is prima facie evidence to sustain the motion that grounds exist to initiate the process towards the impeachment of the president. The panel will assess all evidence placed before it and submit to parliament its findings and recommendations. The DA is, is not telling the truth, say, the argument that Section 89 process is limited in its scope as alleged by Honorable uh, John Osteyenzin on this matter 
and that the panel will not delve into many questions that um, uh, the DA, the IFP, and the, and the FF say remain unanswered is rejected. The process that the speaker set out will ultimately result, I want to repeat that, will ultimately result in an adult committee that will look into all other issues. Let me say allegations, as I've been bended about in this uh, uh, sitting. It will have powers to subpoena anyone it deems holds information that will assist it to do justice in the matter. But only if the panel makes a determination that there is Pramafaki evidence, or rather Pramafaki evidence exists to suggest that there is a case to answer. The ad committee will thereafter report its findings and recommendations uh, to this house. It is a matter of sequencing the steps, the positions, the, sorry, the position the speaker has taken stems from the constitutional judgment that held that open code, any process for removing the president from office must be preceded by a preliminary inquiry during which the assembly determines that least that listed ground for impeachment exists. It went on to say that without the rules defining the entire process, it is impossible to implement section uh, 89 so that there is a clear so that there is a clear procedure to be followed. Parliament now has beefed up its rules pertaining to holding the president, members of the executive, and all other entities of government accountable. The DA's suggestion, sorry, such approach, uh, flies in the face of the rules of parliament and it causes an unnecessary uh, stampede. The question. Do we turn the blind eye to the allegations involving the, the president and other agencies? The answer is no. Do we neglect the oath of office? The answer is no. And uh, we, we have proved uh, in this debate that the DA is jumping the, the proverbial uh, gun. And uh, we are proving in this debate that the DA is made being overtaken by the ATM a party they consider insignificant and shooting above uh, its weight. It is not true that the president has refused to answer the questions on Palapala. The sitting where president was uh, uh, in parliament to address this question was aborted by the EFF and the ATM. This week, the president will be here in parliament to answer the remaining questions. Our plea, uh, Honorable Chair, is that let us allow the due process of law to take its, its course. The public must not forget. I want to mention that because it's been all sort of allegations have been painted about. The public must not forget that he who accuses must prove and that the accused must be held to account in, a, in, in proper forums with due regard to the rules of natural justice. I thank you, Honorable, uh, Honorable Chair, I submit. Thank you, Honorable uh, Baba. Whatever time you've saved is not going to accrue to the next speaker, who is Honorable Sifu Kwarube. I now recognize Honorable Kwarube. 
No, Chair, I, uh, that is, that's rather unfair. I was, uh, I'd already geared up for an extra five minutes uh, from Honorable Taba. Um, uh, Chair, I would like to place on the record for the benefit of the people at home that the ANC has never learned any lesson from the Ngandla scandal, state capture, or even the nine wasted years. The apologies that have been offered to South Africans by government ring hollow. Because had lessons been learned and true introspection taken place, the ANC would not be treating parliament with disdain like it is today. The government party has done a poor job of defending the indefensible. They have sought to conflate the work of the Section 89 inquiry and that of an ad hoc committee. They have pretzeled themselves, explaining how law enforcement agencies are investigating the matter as to argue why Parliament must sit on its hands. In doing so, they have demonstrated to us that they simply have no appreciation of the Constitution and the doctrine of the separation of powers. Law Law enforcement agencies should do their work. However, lawmakers in this House should also do their work. Perhaps more devastatingly, the ANC has shown its hand. This is a party that will never be able to self-correct. They have gone so far down the hole of moral bankruptcy, they can no longer be trusted with governing South Africa. There comes a time in any constitutional democracy where politics is placed aside in order to bring the dignity back to this institution. We do so because we respect those who elected us. And the ANC and those who declined this opportunity have failed to rise to a critical occasion in our democracy. And history will judge them harshly, as it should. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Kharobe. Honorable members, let me remind you that the, the hybrid plenary of the National Assembly will still take place at two. That concludes the debate and the business of this virtual mini plenary session. The mini plenary will now rise. I thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair.